Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City Church, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. Are y'all ready for it? Now the lights are like this for right now. I don't need to see you right now, but in a little bit they'll take down those things for me so I can see everybody and and some instruction I know they're recording it here but uh, I would encourage you to look on your phone to get your app that talks about um, voice recording and then turn it upside down to where you can hear it because you can automatically get your recording and they'll probably have them back there too I would encourage you to write out your prophecy because sometimes there's hidden words within the prophecies that, that you're not aware of. Uh, I do believe, I felt like the Lord spoke to me this morning, there's going to be some healing, there's more, some more healing. And just because he wants to do that to prove who he is. And so he, he knows who he is, but he wants you to know him and his goodness. And I just really want to encourage you to record these, write them out. There's one church we go to. And there's a lady that scribes all of them out for everybody. And the reason why is, again, there's little things that I can say in some of these words. And you've got to be able to discern it or listen to it once again. Okay? So I'm ready. I just want to touch base on a few things. I'm not going to speak but about 20, 22 minutes, 25 minutes, something like that. Just, I just want to share a few things with you, and one of them's about discipleship. First century discipleship is not the same as discipleship today. First century discipleship, when the rabbis were around and even before, is a lot different than what we see today. Today, the model is this. Come to discipleship class for 12 weeks. See, discipleship in the first century was not a 12-week process. It was a lifetime process. And once you committed to it, you were in all the way. In, in the first century, when disciples were chosen, they were chosen based on their intellectual ability, much like today. In our culture today, we do the same thing. We send people to Bible college, and we figure after they get to Bible college, they're all discipled up, and they're good. Now they're going to come and teach us. It doesn't work that way. You've got to live a life, and you've got to go through life experience to do that. Now, in the first century, when you were a young child at six years old, especially a male, you were required to go to what they call, we call them today, Torah classes. And you went, and your whole process from the time you were six to the time you were about 10 or 12 years old was to memorize the first five books of the Bible. How many of y'all can do that? That's what the commitment level was from 6 to 10, okay? So you got to understand that these kids were in there. Now, you had some that were really, really smart, and they were able to retain everything. Then you had some that didn't really get it. And so there would be a class, and they would have them seated in places like this. i got to stay in the middle, don't I? Anyway, they've got classes, and, and, and they would teach, and these kids would be taught by the rabbi, and then the rabbi would point him out and say, I want you to tell me what was going on in here, this part. And they would have to quote verbatim what they had learned. And they were tested to see if they really understood. 
And then what would happen is, is the rabbi would finish questioning them, and they'd finish questioning the whole group. And if this one here passed, he would say, come and sit here. If this one didn't pass, they say, look, you, need, you did really, really good, but I want you to go home and pick up your father's trade. And so they had to leave, and they were considered, guess what they were considered? Rejects. Because every person, every male, desired to be a rabbi, a teacher of God's word. Every single one of them. They hungered for it. As a matter of fact, even today in the rabbinical schools, this still goes on. And the first lesson they learn when they walk into the classroom is on the desk is the copy of the Torah. And on the side of the desk is a little bowl of honey. And the first thing that they do when they walk into the Torah class, he says, dip your hand in the honey and stick it in your mouth. And they do, in the first scripture they learn, taste of the Lord and see that he is good. And so that's imprinted on their mind from the time they're six years old. So the Torah didn't become something tedious. The scripture didn't become something tedious. It was something required, and yet something they knew that they needed. But again, some of them didn't have the mental acumen to get and understand and keep the knowledge up here. After they picked all the ones that had passed, actually, the Torah class, they sent all the rejects home, and they went home to learn Father's Trade. And some of the Father's Trade, guess what what it was? Fishermen. Guess what some of the other trades were? Stonemasons, carpenters. So they went home, and they were considered rejects. And then from 6, actually from 12 to 18, the ones that were chosen, guess what they had to do? They had to memorize the rest of the Old Testament. They had to have rote memory. Why? Because in those days, the Torah scrolls were fairly tall. They were about that big. And they would have to roll them out on like 30, 40-foot tables to even read it. So you couldn't carry one of those under your arms. So the rabbis had to have rote memory. And their job was to teach the people the Word of God. That was the initial way that it was done. So you can imagine that these kids were really trying because they wanted to honor their parents. They wanted to honor the rabbi, okay? And so this rabbi would start teaching them again, and then another end would come, and they'd do the same thing. You did good. You didn't do so good. Go home. And they had to go start providing for their family. They had to get a trade. And when they got that trade... Down at home, they were considered rejects again because every young man wanted to be a rabbi. Now, ladies, you weren't left out. From the time you were 6 to 12 years old, your job was to memorize stuff like the Song of Solomon, Proverbs. You had to learn the Psalms. Why? Because you were the one responsible for the home. And you're the one that took care of things at the gate of the city. And so you had to get rote memory of all this. So some of them went further. A lot of, even in, they've discovered that even early on, a lot of these ladies would have rote memory of the whole Old Testament. And they became teachers. And I don't have time to go into that, but a lot of stuff you've been taught hasn't been right because they were a lot of teachers even er, during the early days of Torah. So you just got to get that because God does no respecter of person. He doesn't see male or female. 
what he sees as obedient servants, people that are, really want him more than anything else in this life. Now, when the rabbis uh, got done with this last group and sent them home, then what he would do, there would be about three or four rabbis, and the ones that passed, he would look at them and say, he'd look and say, come and follow me. And he'd turn around and walk off. And those these student, new students would come alongside of him, and they would live their whole life with the rabbi. When the rabbi would go anywhere, they would be there. They would emulate that rabbi. In other words, they wanted to be just like him. As a matter of fact, when the rabbis would start speaking, they would start speaking with the same voice inflections. The rabbi would go to the bathroom and they would literally be in the bathroom because they didn't want to miss anything. They wanted to be just like him. That's the commitment level. Some of them were young men when they got a little bit older and had families and they actually had to leave their families. That's how big the commitment was. And they went with these rabbis because they wanted to come to their 30th birthday so they could have the hands laid on him and go out and do the same thing that their rabbi did. Remember Jesus, when did he go out? At 30, see he couldn't enter ministry till he was 30 years old. And he waited to his 30th year and then he stepped into ministry and the world changed after that. Everything changed. Now. When you get this, you got to look at another model. I want to give you Jesus' model in the first century. He came along. you got to remember the culture of the day was you had to be smart. You had to have rote memory. You had to have the ability to have it up here. You didn't have it here. You had it here. Now, Jesus comes along. He creates a new model. Jesus comes along, and he didn't go to the rabbinic schools. He went to the rejects. He went to the ones that didn't have it together, just like us. And he went to the boats. He didn't go to the schools. And he said, come, follow me. Now you understand when Peter, James, and John, when he came and asked them to come, and said they immediately dropped everything. Why? Because now they could become a teacher. They could learn from the rabbi. And they laid everything down. You got to understand the culture of that day. They were very, fishermen were very, very wealthy. And they were willing to lay down all that wealth to come and follow the Messiah so that they could learn and understand what was coming. Now, these rabbis, as I told you earlier, Jesus is now our rabbi. And so our job is to emulate him. And as we emulate him, then people will look at us and say, Man, he looks like Jesus. She looks like Jesus. He acts like Jesus. And then we'll say the same thing Jesus said. If you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. And that's not blasphemy. That's the truth. That's what discipleships do. You become a mirror image of who you're supposed to be. And that's what he did. He was, his father was the one that discipled him. He said, because I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. I only do what I see him doing. He always wanted to be like his Father. His disciple was his Father, and now Jesus is our disciple. And he's trying to take us and make us into the image of him. To be just like him so that we can not only change our lives, but we can change the world. 
You shouldn't run from the things of this world because he's given you in this life everything that pertains to life and godliness. That's in Peter. He's given you everything that you need to do what you need to do in this life. He's just looking for committed people that are surrendered, that have an absolute surrender to him. Surrender means you give all your rights away. And you say, here, what do you want to do with me? And you're willing to lay down anything to come and follow him. But see, in our culture, we haven't learned that. We haven't learned it requires everything. What we thought is we could just go to church once a week and be fully charged and be ready to do whatever we need to do. How many of you know that doesn't work? How many of you know it requires discipleship? In other words, discipleship, one of the words in discipleship is called discipline. And in America, we're not, it's not a disciplined people. And let me tell you something. His word, he sent his word. I told him he's noted he sent his word and healed them. So much of the time, the reason we're not walking in healing is we don't spend time in his word. See, that's discipline. And as you get in his word and you meditate on it every few weeks, is that what it says in the scripture? See, we, we hear these scriptures, but it just goes. He says, meditate on my word day and night. And then you'll prosper in all your ways. How many of you want prosperity in your life, whether it's physical, financial, or whatever? Then you've got to become disciplined in your mind. You take that word and you meditate on it. You look at it. You read it. You study it. You chew it up. How many of you get in scripture sometimes and you read a scripture and you've read it 20 times? And on that 21st time, it's like a light comes on. Poof. That's because you meditated on it. And that word got down inside of you. And see, it's all taken apart is in your heart. It's not taken apart in your intellectual abilities. And so that's the reason you've got to meditate on it. It literally gets in your DNA. It gets in your skin. It gets in your blood. By the way, just to give you a little side note, that scientists, guess what they saw in your blood? There's light particles in your blood. He said, I'm the light of the world. Now ye are lights. I don't want to go in too far into it, but I believe in the first Adam in their body was not blood. It was purely light, pure light in their veins. That's the reason they could live eternally. That's the reason their bodies wouldn't disease. They were literally full of light. He's trying to take us back there. And let me tell you something. I believe in the end, he said, you'll be transformed. You'll be changed. Some of us that are left remaining on earth when the end does come, some of us will be left, we'll be caught up in the air and we'll be, as it were, we're, our blood in our body will turn into light. And these bodies will become new. That's kind of exciting. I don't know about y'all. Now listen, I want you to understand how important the word of God is. It's not on your pastor. For to do it, it's not on your cell group leader to do it, it's on you to do it. I'm talking from the youngest in here to the oldest in here. You better be responsible with the word. You better get to studying it. You better get to meditating on it. You better get to pondering it and allow God to speak to the very depths of your heart. Because you, everything that's been done on this earth is written. Everything. 
He said, there's nothing new under the sun. You might be going through something. You say, I don't understand why I'm going through this. He does. It's already been written. No dream or vision or prophecy is hidden. It's already been, it's already happened. It's been spoken. The revelation that comes is not because God changes his mind or he's doing something new. It's because our eyes have gotten opened. See, he never changes. The Bible says he's the same how? Yesterday, today, and forever. Now, I say that to say this. How many of you want to be full of the Spirit? Jesus said this, listen. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life, right? I want you to ponder that a minute. They're spirit and they're life. So how, should you read the word? How many of you want to be full of the spirit? You think you're praying in tongues, you're getting full of the spirit. Now I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute. Because I want to show you that it all works together. But you've got to be full of the Spirit. This isn't some mystical thing that falls out of the sky. This is something that has to get in you. And literally, it will change your DNA. But you've got to become full of the Word. Can I tell you, from the youngest and oldest in here, guess whose responsibility it is? Yours. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved, a workman worthy. How many of you want to be worthy? Let me encourage you. Every issue in life is because we have, don't spend enough time in the book. Can I, can, let me say this. How many of you have had pressure in your life over the past year? How many of you were ready for it? Most of you weren't. How many of you have ever been hit blindsided and said, how in the world did this happen? Can I tell you something? When you're full of the word and something hits you, it kind of, you become Superman. It kind of reflects off of you a little bit. It doesn't hit you quite as hard. You're prepared. Be full of his word. You've got to be full of it. Second thing. I believe this is so important. I, I was going to teach a different message. And the reason I didn't do it is because I knew I needed to do this. Because I'm trying to prepare you. Because he said his return would be like in the days of Noah. I want you to hear me on this. In the days of Noah, I'm going to say something to you that's going to tilt your mind a little bit. That's all right. It needs to be tilted. But in the days of Noah... He preached one message. Noah had one message. You know what it was? Get on the boat. And basically, reading he's saying, get on the boat, is he's saying, repent. Okay? Can I tell you something? From the Old Testament all the way through up to the New Testament, the message was the same. What was it? When John the Baptist came, the Elijah to come, what did he say? Repent. When Jesus came, what did he say? Guess what? It's never changed. Now, Noah was sent to a people that were wicked. What do you think about our world? A lot of wickedness going on. And the message was repent because the boat's coming. I want you to buckle your seatbelt. 
because you need to be in the boat. Can I tell you something? When Noah came up, everybody started watching him as he was building the boat out in the middle of nowhere. And people were trying to figure out, why is he building a boat? He said, well, you need to get on the boat. Now, let me ask you something. He preached for 100 years, get on the boat. 100 years of preaching to get on the boat. How many people got on the boat? Eight. You know who was smarter than the rest of the ones that didn't get on the boat? All the animals. You remember the tsunami that happened about in Indonesia about 10, 15 years ago? Killed 200,000 people. You know how many animals died? The ones that weren't in houses, do you know how many animals died? Zero. Not one died. Elephants that were in the ground had stakes in the ground. When they sensed the flood was coming, they ripped the stakes out and ran to the mountains. People's pets that were outside and weren't boxed into a cage, guess where they went? They went to the mountains. The people like us, when the water went out to sea, guess where they went? They went out there to say, this is really cool. (laughs) And then what happened? The water started coming at five to 600 miles an hour. And when you saw it coming, it was already too late. And all those people perished. Now, I read a story not too long ago. Actually, I read it about a week ago. And what happened is, is a little kid got caught out to sea. She wasn't but about eight years old, got caught out to sea. She was caught 80 miles out to sea. She was actually picked up by a fisherman. And her life was, she was still alive and she was restored to her mother after eight years. Now, let me tell you, do you know how many people were on earth during the days of Noah? Eight, only eight got on the boat. You know how many people were on earth? Almost seven billion, according to population experts. That brings a whole new light. Broad is the road, narrow is the way. It requires discipline. Okay, I just got a couple more minutes. Now, not only do you have to have the word, you have to have prayer. If you don't have prayer in your life, you're going to be in deep trouble. Okay? What kind of prayer? Build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in what? The Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Now, where do you get the teaching on that? 1 Corinthians 14. He said, I wish that you would prophesy. Why? So that you can be built up and strengthened and do what you need to do. But he said, I'm not saying do away with tongues. He said, when I tell you to pray, I want you to pray in the spirit. Right? And so I want you to pray in your understanding. I want you to sing in the spirit. I want you to sing in your understanding. So tongues is really, really important. If you don't have it, Get it. Find one of the elders here. Get them to lay hands on you suddenly and it'll happen. This isn't an event. It's a reality. His word says you need it. 
And how many of you need more faith? Jude 20 says this, build yourself up in your most holy faith, right? By praying in the spirit. There's only a couple ways you can get faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. I want to close this part, this little part, and then I'm going to tie it all together, okay? When you pray in tongues, your spirit prays. You don't know what you're praying. But the Bible says, according to Romans 8, you're praying according to what? The will of God. How many of you want to be in the will of God? Everybody in here, everybody I prophesy over here say, I just want the will of God. Here's a way that you can get it. On your own. Now, Paul, later on in 1 Corinthians 14, around 36, 38, I can't remember. He was talking to a Corinthian church, and they were a tongue-talking church, over a 1,000 members. And here's what he said about them. I pray in tongues more than all of you. Now, let me ask you something. Who wrote most of the New Testament? Think about it a minute. Ponder that for a minute. Now, when you tie these two things together, then you become a disciple. It's time for the church, that's you, it's not this building that you're in, to become the women and the men of God to go out and impact the nation that he's given you. What do I mean by that? He's given you a sphere of influence. No matter whether it's 10 people, two people, or hundreds or thousands of people, that's who you're supposed to be impacting. Now, Jesus is calling us to step back into this thing. When they have times of prayer here, you ought to be knocking down the doors to get in here because it becomes corporate prayer. Let me ask you something. If they wouldn't have gone to that place in the upper room and waited 40 days seeking God and singing praises unto God, what do you think would have happened? Nothing. That's what would have happened. And the reason why we're in a mess is we don't come together and join our prayers corporately and release it unto God. And then heavens will start to be shaken just like it was then. There's getting ready to be another Pentecost. This will be the final Pentecost. It began at Pentecost on the mountain at Sinai. That was the first Pentecost when he came down with the commandments. That was your first Pentecost. There was a Pentecost in the New Testament. Guess what it's going to end on? Pentecost. Now between Pentecost, and I'm going to close with this. Between Pentecost and the next feast, and I didn't have time to teach this, the next feast is what? Does anybody know? Say it real loud. Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah. Let me tell you what that literally means in the Hebrew. It's an idiom in Hebrew. It means no one knows the day or the hour. Now, what did Jesus, his disciples said, when were you turned? What did he say? No one knows the day or the hour. What he was doing is giving an illusion saying my return won't be Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, or Pentecost. It will begin at Pentecost, but his return will happen during this time. 
And that trump will sound and it will happen. Now he also said an interesting thing. In Israel, I said this to somebody, I can't remember who I said to, but in Israel, when the Feast of Trumpet comes along on the eastern wall, there is a bonfire that's lit because it's sighted by the moon. And it's a two-day feast, and I don't have time to teach it all. But anyway, they light a bonfire when this moon is saw, and this gigantic bonfire goes, and then their little bonfires go all the way down to the sea. Okay? And that is called, listen, the lightning from the east to the west. He said, my return would be like lightning from the east to the west. See, if you don't understand the first part of your Bible, you'll never understand the last part of your Bible. So I want to encourage each of you to become students of the word. Not somebody necessarily teaching you, but him teaching you. The Holy Spirit teaching you. And so when you come here, you won't be caught off guard because you'll have the same message in your heart that he has. Because guess what? The Holy Spirit speaks the same thing all the time. And to culminate all this, as you pray, and I I really believe this is the next move, the next Pentecost of God, there's going to be a marrying of his commands in Sinai and a marrying of the Spirit, and it's going to be a powerful explosion of the Word and the Spirit. That's what we're getting ready to step into. And when we step into this next great thing God's getting ready to do, it's over. Do you hear me? It's over. This earth won't be here like it was in the days of old. It'll be, he said he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. That word new heaven and new earth, if you go back, it literally means remodeled. This earth ain't going nowhere. And if you're a believer in God or a believer in Jesus, you're not going anywhere. You just think you're getting ready to leave this earth. But you've got to go in the patterns of the Bible. When Noah's day, who left the earth? Who left? The wicked left. Who was in a boat and got off on the boat and stayed on earth? Noah and his family. Y'all better get ready. Because you're here to rule and reign with him. Amen. That's what this is all about. I close with this. If you want to be part of that ruling class of people, then it's going to require you to give your life to him totally. I'm not talking about just saying a prayer. I'm talking about lifetime commitment. Before you leave here today, some of you need to come up to the altar at the end when I'm done. You don't need anybody to pray for you. You just need to get up commitment to him. Because let me tell you something. It cost you everything. Amen. It cost him everything. It will cost you everything. You're not above your teacher. I'm done. I could go on, but I'm done. Because I got to get moving. Okay. Get those lights in a different way. There you go. Now I can see your wonderful faces. Now, what I'm getting ready to do is I'm going to minister to as many of you as I can. 
Some of you that were here last night, you get to go first. You were here last night, right? Say, I remember. I told you I'd remember. Let me see who else. Remember you and your family right here. Who's this right here? Who else you got here, family-wise? Lord, have mercy. Y'all going to work me hard today. Who else over here, y'all? Your husband, you ready for this, boy? You looking, you came in like a deer in headlights and, oh, God, what did I get into? Well, you here, brother, you ain't going nowhere. Who else? Who's this? Hey, hubby. She got you here, didn't she? Who else over here? Anybody else? That it? Who here was here? Not Oh, yeah. Where's your oldest one? Busted. Now, you were here, y'all here last night? That's Daddy-O. And who's that? Mother-O. Okay. And then where else? See, I got to go for these first. They were here. They were hungry. Those that hunger and thirst, guess what happens? They get filled. And there's a meeting. You don't look at your clock. Start looking at heaven. Say, God, I want to be filled. And go to the meetings. Don't go expecting to get anything from me. Expect to get things from heaven. Any meeting you go to, you're going to hear from God. You're not coming to hear from a person. You hear me? But you better get hungry because you sure don't want to miss the boat. Okay? Now, got your phones out? Some of you here last night, you already got them out. You ready for me? Now, if you got an iPhone, it's real easy. They got a voice recorder. You just hit the button and you're ready to roll. If you got one of them other phones, you're on your own. <laughs> I don't know how to work them. They got a voice recorder somewhere, but you got to go through 10 different things to get there, and I can't do all that. I need simplicity in my life. Okay. There's a couple back there I've got to get to. I already saw it in heaven. There's a couple in you, of you, you in here that need healing. That's going to happen. Some of you I'll declare it over. Some of you will get an afterglow when I leave. Some of you are going to be in real trouble when I leave because God's going to start dealing in your hearts. That's what happens. There's going to be a new mantle of prophetic released in here. Many of you are going to be different from this day forward. Not going to be the same anymore. Okay, I'm ready to roll. Let me start up here since there's only one. And one... And two, I'll get you all a little bit later. You know why? You ain't going nowhere. You got to go take care of this in a little while. <laughs> Just kidding. Now, brother, that be you, brother. You thought I'd passed you by, didn't you? I didn't. No, I, I've seen him last year. Didn't I, big boy? And you're doing better, too. Every year I see you, you're doing something different in your heart. The Lord has so many plans for you, way beyond what you could think or ask. And because you committed and submitted some things this past year, the Lord said, I'm getting ready to shoot you out like a cannon. He said, so many things are getting ready to happen in your life, and you've been so hungry for him. 
You've been on your face before him just in the past three weeks crying out to him, asking him a whole bunch of questions. And he told me to tell you, every one of your questions will be answered and completely and wholly. He said, get your bags packed, get a passport in your hand. Some things are getting ready to happen in your life that's going to change you forever. And the Lord said, get ready, get ready, get ready. Now you, that just was a plus right there just because you were there. <laughs> now you, brother, you have such a big heart. You've always looked out for others. You've got a daddy's heart. You're always looking to help somebody other than yourself. You've laid down all your agendas to go after other people. And the Lord has watched over you and he saw everything that you've done. You've done so many things in secret, people don't even have a clue in here. You do it all the time, everywhere you go. You're giving Jesus away everywhere you go. And you're not necessarily saying Jesus this, Jesus that, but you're doing it by the love. And you sit down and you talk to people and you touch their lives. You never say anything about Jesus until the very end. They say, well, you're really weird, dude. And what's the matter with you? You're different than everybody. And you always tell them it's because of Jesus. So many, many people are going to be touched by your life. And when you get to heaven, you're going to have one of these big, gigantic places, or as it were, when you get caught up with him, because they're going to be full of people that you influenced. You understand? So I want to really encourage you and tell you that heaven's new for you. And it's going to be differently than you ever seen. He told me to tell you you're going to start experiencing literally heaven on earth. Now, you're not one that would cry a whole lot, but you're getting ready to become a puddle. And the Lord told me to tell you his love is going to envelop you, and you're never going to be the same. And even as I'm speaking to you now, there's a burning going on inside of you right now, and it's the presence of the Lord. And you're going to start feeling this all the time. So don't think it's your heart condition or anxiety. It's the presence of the Lord. And he told me to tell you it's going to start touching you on a regular basis. You're going to become a different man after tonight or after today. Everything in your life is going to be different. And I put you two together for such a time as this, and both of you will be here to experience the things that are getting ready to happen upon the earth. You aren't going anywhere. Now, you, brother, you one strong-willed dude, but I like your heart. I like your heart because you're authentic and you're real. You do everything out of realness, not because it looks good or feels good. You can't stand it. It drives you absolutely crazy because people say one thing and they do another. But it's your job not to look at them. Your job is to take care of you. And he said, son, I want your feet planted in me. I have things for you to do way beyond what you could think or ask. And son, I've taken care of you this past five years. I've blessed you. I've touched your life. Everything that you've touched, I've blessed, says the Lord. And I'm going to continue to bless it, but I want you to start blessing me by serving my people more. I want you to become more involved in things, says the Lord. I have much for you to do in this last day. You've been crying out just in the past two days. You've been crying out to God for particular things that's been going on in your life. And the Lord told me to tell you he's heard your prayers. And it's time for you to trust him more than you've ever trusted before. And he said, son, I'm going to fulfill destiny in your life. And it's because there was a prayer given over your life by grandmama years and years ago. And he said, I'll bring this to pass. You watch what I'm getting ready to do in your life. You'll never be the same. And I put you two together. Both of you were going down a road that wasn't good, and God put you together. You kept going down that wrong road, and then all of a sudden, God showed up. And it's changed both of your lives. So get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord. This shall be a new season in your life. Amen. Let me explain what's happening. 
I'm speaking out of the eternal realm. The eternal realm is where God lives. He lives in the past, the present, and the future. That's where he lives. He sees it all. He sees everything. That's the reason I speak out of that realm, okay? I'm going after some of the ones that were here last night, and then I'm going to come after some of y'all that have children. Is that good? Is that cool? Okay. Hope it is. Now, you, brother, you're one wild dude. The Lord just told me to tell you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because you, too, have obeyed me these past two years and done everything that I've told you to do. He said things are getting ready to change again. The thing you're in won't be the thing you're in forever. He told me to tell you that. He said, don't put your hope in things. Put your hope in me. I have bigger plans for you two, bigger than you ever thought or even dreamed. And son, I've given you much wisdom through the years. You try to figure everything out, but you ain't can't. This one you can't figure out, and that's God. When you were struggling two years ago trying to figure this out and figure that out, it didn't work, did it? And then all of a sudden, God shows up, and boom, everything changes. You're getting ready to have another boom. He told me to tell you that. Come November, everything in your life shall shift, says the Lord. And when it shifts, you're going to understand what I made you for. In the rest of your days, you shall be running towards me, and you should be involved in my work. But it's not going to be what you're thinking about right now. You think that's it, but I'm telling you it's not it. He said he's going to touch your life at the end of September, and by November, everything's going to change. I'm just telling you, son, get ready for suddenly from heaven. It's going to come suddenly, and let me tell you something. You're going to go through some pressure between now and September. But if you'll believe, you're going to have such a breakthrough, it's going to blow your mind. Now, daughter, you're one prayer warrior. You pray about everything, and sometimes you've been afraid to step out beyond barriers that had been in front of you, but the Lord has said he's pushed you now. And this past February, when y'all told me you stepped into something, you had to hear the word of the Lord. And when it came to pass, all of a sudden, you said, God, I'll give you everything. And that's what you did. You committed everything to him. And he heard your cry. And he told me to tell you to get ready. He puts you two, two together for such a time as this. And he said, you two get ready. You're going to run and run and run. You'll go in one direction sometimes. You're going to go in another direction sometimes. But together, you'll end up coming back together and doing things together, too. But you're going to be doing a multiplicity of things with each other. But then you're going to do separately some things. Because God said, I put an anointing, unusual anointing on both your lives. So get ready for what I'm about to do. For my hand shall move upon you in this day. And you shall see me move in a direction that you never even dreamed would happen. And even the word of knowledge shall be your portion. And the word of wisdom shall come out of your mouth in the days to come. And you're going to be blown about way and you're even going to speak a word of knowledge you're going to say did I really say just say that and then when you said it you're going to see power released and people are going to get healed so get ready for what he's about to do now, who else was here last night there, there they are more over here right I'll get baby girl in just a minute you were here last night too weren't you no this one right here in the green shirt yeah, I thought so. You, you exited stage right on me, though, didn't you? That's what I thought. Hey, Smiley. That's you, too, brother. I'm talking to you, yeah. I'm looking right at you. Looking right through you, rather. Now, listen. 
Jesus has plans for you way beyond what you could think or ask. Son, do you not know that I've taken care of you all the days of your life? Back when you were wild as a buck and nobody could tame you? Didn't I tame you, says the Lord? I tamed you in a week's time. I had to deal in your life and I got you tamed just like that. You running so wild, if God wouldn't have got you, you'd have been dead. You should have been dead like 10 times, all the crazy stuff you did. People would tell you, dare you on something, you go do it. Just on a dare. That's how God made you as one that would be fear, fearless. But see, when you came to know God, you lost your fearlessness. He told me to tell you he's going to put it back in you. But it's going to be fearlessness for the works of God. And he said, son, I'm going to use you in this last day way beyond what you could think or ask. I'm going to give you the insatiable hunger for my word, says the Lord. And you're going to know me. You're going to know me. You're going to know me. Get ready for what I'm about to do. You're not going anywhere. He just told me to tell you that. You're going to be on this earth for a while. Even about 18 months ago, there were some things happening in your body. Jesus told me to tell you it's already been taken care of. Quit worrying about it. You need to move forward and run after me and give me every part of your life. Once again, become fearless for me, says the Lord. You have an amazing heart. You love people. You take care of people, but you don't want to be seen. But get ready. You're getting ready to be seen. He's getting ready to change your whole life. You're not going to be undone. Literally, you're feeling the weightiness of the Lord. It's almost like a weight on you. That's his presence. See, you've always thought about it. Now you're feeling it. You're not going to be the same after today. You're feeling it really vibrating in here. That's the presence of God. He has a way of doing that to us so you know who he is. Now you, you're one wild lady. You stay wild. He looks at you and can't figure you out. And the reason he can't figure you out because you just got on fire and you ain't stopped. When God got a hold of you, you started running. You never quit running. A lot of people that's been through the things that you've been through in the past four and a half years would have done quit, but you just keep going. When prayer became hard and felt like everything was coming down around you, you kept pressing and pressing and pressing. And the Lord says that was your training time. And he said, daughter, in this last day, I'm going to let you see some things in the heavenly realms that are getting ready to happen so you can intercede and cause the prayer, as it were, the angelic beings to be released because there's things getting ready to happen on earth that people's heart are going to fail them. And, but the Lord told me to tell you, you're gonna, your heart won't fail you. You'll be one that will be on the front lines of prayer. And he told me to tell you, I've gifted you in this arena, and I, see, I know you're doing some teaching, but I see you're getting ready to do some teaching on prayer and intercession, but you got all these books. He said, you're going to write your own book on intercession and prayer. Quit trying to depend on what everybody else has written. He's already given you understanding and revelation. You can use some of their stuff just so you don't have to duplicate it because he's already shown you all this stuff. And he said, daughter, I don't want you to depend on others. I want you to depend on me. Get ready for what I'm about to do for it's going to be a new beginning for you. For the hand of the Lord shall be upon you two in this last day. You two will stay hand in hand. Now listen, brother, keep your heart pure towards him and you run after him. And I release that fearlessness in your spirit once again. Where's the little lady in black? She gone already. I don't see her. That's all right. Just let her come back. She might have went to the restroom. I'll get her in a minute. I know God's getting ready to do something. It's going to be good. Okay, if I got everybody here that I was here last night, except over here. I ain't got you. I'm coming back to you. You got an army right here. 
I'm trying to get the ones or twos and I'll come and get the army. There she is. How you doing, Curly Q? You having a mate? What's your name? And you're how old? 14? You old. At least that's what you think. Listen, there's so much creativity God's put inside of you. It's way beyond what you could think or ask. And I know you can do the schoolwork. You like school okay, but it's kind of like I'd rather do my creative stuff. That's how God made you. Now, you got to do that other stuff too. You don't have any options to do it because the Lord's equipping you for this latter day. He said, daughter, I'm going to put drawing in your hands. I'm going to put instruments in your hand, and I'm going to put my voice inside of you. And he says, you're going to be one that's going to demonstrate heaven. He said, daughter, I put so much in you from the time you were a little bitty, and I've carried you all these years. Now, about a year ago, you had a lot of stuff going on in your life, and you were trying to figure everything out, and you're still in the midst of it even as I'm speaking right now. You're authentic, young lady. There's an authenticity about you that I don't see that in very many older adults. You're who you really are. You don't put on any airs. You don't pretend for nobody. The Lord told me to tell you to prepare your heart for what he's about to do. Because even in your drawings, there are going to be downloads from heaven. And literally, it's going to come through your hands. It's going to blow your mind. He said, so daughter, you prepare your heart for what I'm about to do. I'm going to speak a new thing inside of you. Get ready for what I'm about to do. I'm going to start ministering to you in the days to come. And then I'm going to put instruments in your hand. It won't be one instrument. There'll be two that you'll be playing in the days to come. It's going to forever change your life because you were born for this. And you're going to touch a generation both younger than you and older than you. God's already birthed this in your heart. And he told me that's the reason there's a maturity level in you way beyond your years. I know you're only 14, but you think like an 18-year-old right now. You're already thinking about future. You're one of these that plans everything, too. You do. I see in your house just laying things down, trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. You're gifted, so trust the Lord for what he's about to do in your life. Now, you. The Lord told me to tell you. They told me what was going on in your life. So this isn't a revelation thing. But the Lord told me to declare over you healing in your body. And he told me to tell you the chemo's not going to cause effects in your body. And he also told me to tell you within three months, your body's going to be restored. He said the enemy's come out to steal, kill, and destroy. He'd been doing this from the time you were two years old. See, this just didn't happen. This has been going on since the time you're two. And the Lord told me to tell you it's over with as of today. And see, I come with authority from heaven to bring this to you. As a matter of fact, you're going to start feeling warmth in your body. You're going to start feeling it in your back, your legs, and even the back of your neck where there's been a lot of pain. That pain is going to start leaving your body right now. The symptoms are going to take a bit for it to wash out of your body. But you're going to become a sign and a wonder, and you're going to touch people in the days to come. You have a tender heart, and God's always heard your cries. He's never stayed away. And I read a scripture this morning. There was a man that was sick from the time for 38 years. And you've been this way since you were two years old. And the Lord told me to tell you, it's over with as of today. I want you to give me glory and praise and honor in the days to come. And my healing shall come upon your life. You shall be a voice for me in the days to come. You shall be a tender leaf springing up. 
and the hand of the Lord shall move upon you. There's fire actually coming upon your shoulders even as I'm speaking right now. I see it as clear as a bell all over you. That's the consuming fire of God inside of you. You're being consumed in him and no sickness can live in him. He's come to set you ablaze for him. So get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord. For I declare this over your life right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let me come to this side. I'm going to get y'all in just a minute. I'll get these four and then I'll get the rest of you. I'll be all right. What's up, dude? How old are you? 19? Oh, you're only nine. That's right. It's your family? How old are you, dude? Say again. How old? Age? You forgot how old you were. How old are you, little one? Ten. I ain't going to ask y'all. Big boy. You one strong-willed dude. You got a heart, though. You got a big heart, dude. You put on this big front, but you got a big, big heart. You're very timid in everything that you do. Lord said, I'm getting ready to bring out who you really are. He said, son, I've gifted you. I've touched your life ever since you were young. Every part of your being I've taken care of. Even when you were a baby that you didn't even know about. Some things that you went through when you were a little baby I took care of. So that you become the man that you are today. And son, you get ready for what I'm about to do. I'm about to put a fire in your belly. You're going to run after me all the days of your life. You'll never turn to the left or the right, says the Lord. You're going to know me from this day forward. Now, you're one kid that tries to figure everything out. You ain't in this for mama or daddy. You ain't in this for my grandma or grandpa. You're in this because you want to be in it. God said, I'm bringing you into an encounter with me. There's much prayer that's gone up for your life, and my fire is burning inside of you. Even as I'm speaking to you, there's a tingling going on in your body. That's the presence of Jesus. You're going to know this from this day forward. You're never going to doubt again because you've been questioning God. Are you even real? You have. You've been asking all these questions. And the Lord says, just keep asking. I'm going to prove myself to you, says the Lord. As a matter of fact, he said, ask me and I'll prove myself. And he's doing it even as I'm speaking right now. You're a very gifted young man. You're very, very smart. Intellectually, you can do just anything you want to do. Most of us, are. if I was your age, I'd get mad at you because you can just read a page and you got it. Most of us have to read it for six weeks just to get it, to pass the test. You can do it just like that. That's a gift from God, dude. You have no idea how many talents that you have on the inside of you. He said, son, your future is going to be far brighter than you ever even dreamed. You've already got some ideas already of what you want to do with your life. Already. And the Lord says, you will accomplish it. But you're going to work for me along the way, says the Lord. You'll never stray from the left or the right. Now, young lady, you've got an amazing tender heart. You're amazing. You love God already. You cry at the drop of a hat every time the presence of the Lord gets really, really strong. You feel it on the inside. You're feeling it now more than you've ever felt it before in your life. That's the presence of Jesus. It's burning on you. He's setting you apart for him for this time, too. He said, daughter, you get ready for what I'm about to do. So many things are going to happen in your life in the days to come that are going to be absolutely amazing. He said, your portion, you shall be one set apart for me, says the Lord. You're going to always know me. You're going to see me. 
in the near future, says the Lord, and when you see me, you're going to be undone. Get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord, because I'm doing a new thing in your heart. And daughter, I love you more than you've ever been loved, and I'm never going to let you go. When I speak to you, you just listen to me and do what I tell you to do, and many things will start to happen. Your future is going to be amazing, young lady. You're going to touch a generation, too. He told me to tell you that. I'm talking little bitty ones as well as older. You're already serving some of you little people already. And the Lord told me to tell you, that's the reason he chose you for such a time as this. Now, you too. Brother, you didn't know what you're getting into for sure. But you're here now, and the Lord told me to tell you, he's heard your prayers all your life. See, when you were younger, you didn't go the right way. You did everything your way. You didn't do it because you were mean. You just had no direction. But you, boy, you've given them double portion of direction in their life. You weren't doing it to be mean. You were doing it to be a good daddy. And that's what you've always been. Now, you've been through the fire in your body, and you've been through fire in your work. And the Lord told me to tell you, he's going to take care of both of those things. Okay? There's some things in your physical body God's getting ready to touch. And you let him touch that thing in your body, and you watch what he's getting ready to do. Now, your job thing. He told me to tell you, you're going to get about a 30% increase. And the reason you're going to get a 30% increase, listen to me, is not to go out and buy bigger and better things. Did you hear me? It's going to give you the ability to take care of some of your wants as well as your needs. I know it's been real tight. It's not going to be tight anymore. The blessings of God are about to overtake you. He's heard your prayers. You're one stubborn lady. You cry out for God for everything in your family. You never quit. Literally, I saw you crying crocodile tears. You never quit crying for your family. And the Lord told me to tell you, because of that, that's the reason I'm giving you these promises today. He said, daughter, you've had to walk through the valley too. There have been many fires that you've been into, but the Lord's always watched you. I saw you when you were younger, and you always tell the children what you experienced when you were young. You always do that because you want them to understand the goodness of God. And he truly has been good to you, too, and you four. Get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord. It shall be a new season for the both of you, and the blessings of God are about to overtake you on every side. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Serve me the rest of the days of your life and watch what I shall do. Okay, don't do all that because i got to keep moving. Okay, you two are together. Okay, now tell me about everybody else. Daughter, son in love. Who who you belong to? All them down there. You belong to them too. She's her stepmom. Stepmom. And you are daughter. That's right. Okay. Got to get it all right. My brain goes tilt. If there's some more back here, I didn't get. Anybody else back here I didn't get? How about in the middle? Okay, I'll come back that way and back there. Okay. Y'all are killing me. But I like it. Now you little man, how old are you? Seven. Nine. Now seven, I know how you like to get out there and climb trees and test everybody. You ask a whole bunch of questions all the time. But Jesus told me to tell you, keep asking the questions. He's going to answer them. Don't ever be afraid to ask the question. 
I know sometimes they get really tired when you ask them, but that's all right. Keep asking them anyway. Because Jesus told me to tell you, those that ask shall receive. So keep asking. Now, you little one, you're a little Miss Princess. And that mama, she spoils you rotten. She loves you to pieces. You're the only hope she has in the family. Got too many of these boys running around. But he's made you real special on the inside. He's made you real tender. A lot of times you cry at the drop of a hat. It, one of them get hurt, you start crying, you're not even hurt. And the reason you see mom and daddy, sometimes things they go through, and you start weeping for them. And it's because God said, I've given you a tender heart, and you'll always have that heart. So you get ready. And by the way, he's going to help you in your schoolwork, because I know some of it's been hard, especially this past year. But next year it's not going to be hard anymore, because Jesus told me to tell you he's going to help you. Now, you little man, you sitting all the way down on this end. That's all right. That's just who you are. You're a smart little boy, but you like to do things all by yourself. I see you at your house. You like to get out by yourself in your yard all by yourself because you think about everything. You're always watching the animals trying to figure out what they're doing because you want to go catch them all the time. But Jesus told me to tell you that he's going to put a special heart in you and you're going to understand some things, too, in your schoolwork because some of it's been very hard. But he's going to help you. He's going to help you with your math. So don't worry about it anymore. Just start asking him for help, okay? And it's going to get easier. All you got to do is say, Holy Spirit, help me. You know what he's going to do? He's going to help you. So keep asking him, okay? Now, you two, I don't know if you knew even knew what you were getting into, but you here now. <laughs> Now, you two been through the fire off and on for the past four and a half years. It's just been one thing after another for you two. Now, brother, God's been molding your heart and changing your heart for the past 25 years. Everything in your life, you've gone through a process. And sometimes you've gotten so low you couldn't get up. But the Lord said that lowness will not happen anymore. I'm going to start restoring you from the inside out, and you're going to understand what it feels good to have a good day all the time. He told me to tell you to get ready because he has plans for you way beyond what you could think or ask. And young lady, you're kind of the glue of the whole family. You keep everything together. But that's how God made you. you you're the mama of everybody, including him. <laughs> and you hold it all together, every piece of it. But the Lord told me to tell you he's going to give you strength. And you two will be doing this thing together in the days to come. Get ready for what I'm about to do in your life because the blessings of God are about to be your portion. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Wild child. <laughs> you ain't wild, but boy, you test everything. You've been doing that since you were 13 years old. They would tell you to do something. You go, what? I don't know. I got to think about this. You weren't doing it to be mean. You just have to figure everything out. Now, you're real. You're really who you are. When people see you, they get what they get. And you don't do it to be mean. It's just you. You're a very gifted young lady, and the Lord wants every bit of your heart, every bit of it. You've been sitting on the fence for about two years now trying to figure out which way you're going to go. And I'm here to talk to you today to tell you it's the right way to go, is to walk with him. Now, you're gifted, and I've got plans for you way beyond what you could think or ask. You've got a couple of buddies in your life. 
One of them in particular is getting ready to get in real trouble. They're going to get in bad trouble. And they're trying to draw you in and you need to stay out of it. Did you hear me? The hand of the Lord has more for you to do. It's going to take courage to do what I'm telling you to do. But if you'll do this, I'm going to put friends in your life that value you. Did you hear me? That they love who you are, not what they want you to be. You understand? His hand's upon you. This should be a turning point in your life today. You'll never be the same after today. Now, you belong to this one here, stepmom, right? You one strong-willed stepmom, too. But you know you've been through the fire since you've been very little, and you've walked and walked, but when you raised her, worked with her, you were good to her. You tried to do everything that you could. You treated her like she was your blood. Most stepmoms don't do that, but you did. You chose to do it. It was hard, but you did it, and you chose to do it, and you're seeing the fruit of the family, and he said, great things shall happen to you, and you're not going anywhere anytime soon either. Now, you've had some physical things in your body, and the Lord told me to tell you to declare healing, especially in the stomach area. He's getting ready to heal it, even as I'm speaking right now. So you're not going to have any more issues right there. So get ready for what he's about to do. And don't accept any other issues in other parts of your body either. Now, you two. And, brother, I liked you when I first saw you. I liked you because you got a heart that's passionate. And when you believe in something, you don't give 20%. You give 1,000%. When you're passionate about something, you did it. I saw you when you were young. Stuff that you were in, it was passion. It didn't make you a lot of money, but it was a lot of passion. And as you grew older, you started marrying your passion with what your life's work would be. And you had to work it out for a long time, and you learned to just trust God and walk with God. And he's always taken care of you. You've never missed the beat, ever. And he told me, you're not going to begin now. He said, son, I have so many plans for you, way beyond what you could think or ask. The end of your days will be greater than the beginning of your days. He said, you're going to finish well, says the Lord. Because I plucked you literally out of the fire. You were going downhill so fast, you'd have been out of earth when you were young. I remember literally, you were supposed to be out of earth. In other words, your children wouldn't have even been here. They have no idea. They don't even know the times that you did some stuff that was so dumb that you should have been dead, <laughs> literally. Matter of fact, one time you were a breath away from leaving earth. One breath away. One breath. And you knew it. You literally felt yourself leaving your body. You, nobody knows that but her. Nobody. Y'all don't even know that. You were one breath away, and I heard you cry out to the Lord in that breath and say, take me. Lord, just take me. I don't want to do this anymore. And he said, no, you go back, and that's the reason you're here. And you haven't fulfilled your life's work, but get ready. Starting today, God's putting you on a brand new path, and you'll start walking in the ways that he wants you to go. Get ready. And I saw you up there playing this. He said, I'm going to give you a new note. It's going to be a note from heaven. Get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord. Um, how long y'all been together? Nine years. Yeah, and you've been through the fire, lady. When you were young, you went through the fire, and in your middle of your ages, you went through major fire. You're a miracle sitting here looking at me. You had to make some tough decisions about 18 years ago that affected your whole family, but you did it. You barely made it out just in time. 
or you wouldn't be here. And the Lord told me to tell you, he's putting your life back together and putting your pieces back together in your life. So get ready for what he's about to do. This shall be a new season in your life, says the Lord. I put you two together for such a time as this. Y'all get ready, and you two really, really love each other. I mean, you really committed to each other. Now, he still does some crazy things, but you're so, he loves you so much, and you know it. He does some things that are wrong, but you're such a forgiving heart, and then he comes back, and y'all work it all out. So y'all are amazing couples, so allow God to continue to use you in this last day. Okay, who else over here? There he is, big boy. Oh, I'm still moving, brother. I'm moving whether I'm moving or not. I hadn't forgot about y'all. You think I did, but I didn't. Thought I forgot about you. Who are you with? Where? Over yonder. Okay, let, tell her, let her get over here. Stay in here for a minute and I'll get you. What's up, little one? Peace. Now you are... My dad and stepmom. Dad and stepmom. Brother, you something else, dude. You've you been through the fire off and on your whole life. And the Lord said, I'm equipping you for this last day event that's getting ready to happen on earth. I'm turning things over in your life. And I'm taking you to a brand new leaf. You've walked through a tremendous amount of things in your life. And you have no idea how to get out of some of them. But the Lord says, I know how to get you out and I'm getting you out. I brought this lady in your life right here. And not only did I bring her into your life, I brought you into her life. Y'all both needed each other because y'all were both going through heck and back. Both of you simultaneously at the same time. And you almost got hitched too quick. But you didn't. You listened to God. Y'all were that close to doing it before you should have. But the Lord told me to tell you, that's the reason I kept you two together. Because y'all walked through a little bit of fire in the past two years. It had been one thing right after another. But I saw how the Lord moved upon both of your lives and he started putting you back, all your pieces back together again. He told me to tell you, get ready for what I'm about to do. You two have to trust me with all your heart. Don't lean to your own abilities and your own understanding. You start crying out for me. And that's foreign to both of you. So get with it. The things I talked about today, get with it. Did you hear me? Okay. Amen. I ain't trying to be hard. I'm just doing what I do. What's up, brother? Good to see you, brother. Yes, sir. You too. You something else, lady. You ain't changed much since the last time I saw you. Boy, you talk 100 miles an hour. You know everything that goes on in everybody's life. The Lord told me to tell you, I've given that as a gift to you. So you can touch people's life. You're not a pest. You really aren't. You're one that really cares about people. And you've been trying to figure it out, how to serve God. And this is a gift that he's given you to be involved in people's lives and you hear things that nobody else hears and you run and tell people and you ain't doing it to tell you're doing it so they can get prayer or they can get free now the Lord told me to tell you freedom's getting ready to come in your life so many things are going to happen to you you committed some things to God about eight to nine years ago and you gave him everything and at first you said why did I do this this is worse than it was before I was hanging with you and now it's going to be better than you've ever even dreamed these days that you're in will be amazing and brother 
your gift, man. You're such a servant of the Lord. The Bible says he who wants to be great in the kingdom must become a servant. He who wants to be the greatest in the kingdom must become a servant of all. And you've chosen to do this, both of you have, and you've decided that you're going to serve and you're going to give your life away. And you come to this church, you just do anything. You wash the toilets, you don't care. You just get out there and do whatever it takes. And the Lord told me to tell you, the reason he's promoted you in his kingdom is because of your service. It's not because of how good you can preach or how good you can pray. It's how good you can serve. See, Jesus, when he showed up on the scene to his disciples, as it were, in the upper room to the Lord's Supper, he came with a pail and a washcloth, and all he did was wash people's feet. I don't have time to teach it, but I'm telling you, that's your heart. He puts you two together. You're both strong-willed as can be. You used to be two bulldog pit bulls in a cage together. Now you're two puppy dogs, little puppy dogs in a cage, Pomeranians. That's what y'all are now. You ain't bulldogs no more. And the Lord said, I put my hand upon your life. So get ready for your future. It's going to be greater than what it is. And I don't know what's the matter with your arm, but the Lord told me to tell you in the next two days it'll be healed. You won't be wearing that no more. You've been wearing it way too long anyway. It's time to be healed and walk with God. Okay, who else? The newbies. The ones, not the newbies, but the ones that were here last night. Who do you belong to, her? Hey, daughter. You something special. God's gifted you and touched your life. And he told me to tell you, he has plans for you, way beyond what you could think or ask. He said, daughter, I don't want you to give up hope. I want you to dream big. See, you hadn't been taught to dream. You're going to start dreaming now. The Lord told me to tell you, you have a special, special heart. He's watched over you when you were very little, and everything that you've gone through from the time you were six years old has been one thing right after another in your life. The Lord sees the tenderness in your heart, and he told me to tell you he's going to restore your soul. You're going to know him. You're going to understand him. Most of all, you're going to know that he's known you your whole life. When all this pressure hit your life and you went through a very troubled time from the time you were 13 to 15, it was so troubled you almost didn't make it out of that time in your life. But look at here, you're still here. He told me to left, tell you something, one other thing. He's going to lift, the, as it were, the dark cloud off your mind. It's leaving even as I'm speaking tonight. And you're going to enjoy joy. And not only will you know joy, you're going to know happiness like you've never known it before. For I, the Lord, am doing a brand new thing. You will not stay in the place you've been for the past 14 years. You're going to be in the place with me, says the Lord, and you're going to understand who I am. Get ready for what I'm about to do, for I'm going to do a brand new thing in your heart and your life. Amen. Okay. Who else over here? Is there anybody else over here? Not? Okay, I'm going a different route. All of y'all are crying. I ain't even talking to y'all. Okay. Y'all want me to keep going for a little bit? 1230. Go ahead and make it now. If anybody needs to leave. Anybody, if you've already been ministered to, you want to go, you're free to go. If you have small children, you want to get there. So, uh, yeah, and you can get the nursery workers come on in if, whenever. Who's got children in the nursery? Tell me that. Anybody? You? Who else got children in the nursery? That's it? Just one? Where's the other one at? I've already gotten you, dude. So you can go get your children out of the nursery. I got to come back and get it. What's up, dude? How old are you? 
17 going on about 30 already. Be all right, dude. It's all right. You'll be all right. You got children? How old are they? 17, 15, 5, and 2. Lord have mercy. Y'all must must have fertilizer in this city. (laughs) A lot of people got a lot of children here now. Now you. You got an amazing heart, little one. God loves you so much. You're smart as a cookie. You got these big plans in your life. And the Lord told me to tell you, he's going to finance it all for you. So you go with your dreams. Don't you hold back. You run after it. You give everything into it and watch what he's going to do. You've got really, really big dreams. And you're afraid that there's not going to be enough. But your daddy owns all the silver and the gold and all the cattle on a thousand hill. And there'll be sufficient amount. You're just going to have to trust him and have faith. Go with your heart because he's really put it inside of you. You knew what you were going to do when you were 16 years old. You already knew the direction you were going in. And the Lord told me to tell you, that's because I put it in your heart. That's why. Now you, Mama, you one strong-willed woman. You've been battling and battling and fighting from the time you were very, very young. And I know these past two years have been really hard. It's been the hardest two years you've ever spent on earth. But the Lord told me to tell you, from this day forward, he's going to start restoring your soul. He's going to put you in a brand new place. He said, don't worry about your other ones. You've got a 15-year-old bad boy or girl. That boy gets his hand in everything, touches everything, and he stays in a mess. But after today, he'll no longer be a mess. The Lord's going to do a brand new work in his heart. He's going to understand who I am. Within this next year, he's going to understand completely who I am. But mama, you quit rescuing him. Let him figure it out the hard way. Okay? That way he'll get it Yah's way. You know Yahweh who Yahweh is, right? God. Okay? So that's what I want you to do. And you get ready for what's getting ready to happen now. He's restoring some things back in you. So from this day and next two years will be a total restoration of all things. So get ready. You didn't lose out. You're getting ready to give abundance of what you had. Now, you little one, I got you. Did I get you already? I didn't get you yet, did I? You a trip, little one. How old are you? Eleven. Eleven. You smart as a whip. You just love Jesus with all your heart. And Jesus told me to tell you, he's going to fill you full of his spirit. You're going to know him. You're going to walk with him all the days of your life. You'll not look to the left or the right. He said, I'm changing everything in your heart towards me. Get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord, because I'm going to make you understand who I am. I'm going to help you with everything that you need to help with. Now, you're one that tries to figure everything out. At home, you're trying to be the mama and the daddy. You try to help them figure out their stuff. You always do. That's just you because you're always thinking about others. You never think about yourself. The Lord told me to tell you, he thinks about you all the time. And I know the past two years in school, haven't been the easiest. It's not been because of work. It's just been because of other kids. And he told me to tell you, it's not going to be that way anymore. He's going to give you favor on every side, and you're going to understand the love of God. Get ready because you're going to touch a whole group of people as you grow up. Now, you two, you two, get her done. Did you hear me? It's time to get it done, brother. You've been one strong will do, doing everything your way. Now you're having to do it God's way. And you decided about a year and a half ago, I'm going to start doing it his way. Up till then, you did everything your way. And it wasn't working. And you knew it wasn't working. And a year and a half ago, you gave everything to him. He still wants more. He wants it all. 
there's times that you get a little sideways. He said, don't be sideways no more. Keep your head and get in some, as it were, get in some classes over here. You need it. It's time for you to get with it. God's got his hand upon your life. But you've got to trust him. Now you, both of you two have been through the fire together. It's time to get with it and get it straight. You two need to get her done. I mean that. Now, I know you've walked through some things when you were young. And you cried out to God for her that she wouldn't have to walk through what you had to walk through. And she hadn't. He heard your prayer. He answered it. And he can answer prayers about your life too. You just got to believe and start asking him for your own life. And watch what he'll do. He'll take care of you. You get ready. And you trust him. You've got some things in your heart right now you're afraid to ask him. He said, those that don't ask don't receive. So get ready to receive because I see the asking in your heart. Okay. I got to touch you just because I need to. You know why? You, who you belong to? Now, dude, I really like you. I like you because, dude, you got a heart. You're real. You're not like everybody else. You always try to be the individual. Matter of fact, the way you wear your clothes, you try to set the example for everybody else. You're always the cutting edge on everything. That's how you're made. God's made you that way. He said, son, I'm going to use you in the days to come because I'm bringing you on the cutting edge of this new wave of my glory. You're going to be in the middle of it. See, you've been looking to escape for the past year because you're trying to figure out what can I do. You're about to find out what you can do. Everything in the world is going to hit you right between the eyes. You're going to understand the love of God. He said, son, I'm going to take care of you. You're going to carry yourself for another year to a year and a half all by yourself. You're just like Peter. You want to do everything, but let me tell you what's getting ready to happen. God's going to jerk you up by your neck, and you're going to be carried by God. You're going to do the things he wants you to do. His hands are upon your life greater than you've ever even seen. He said, son, I've helped you get through school, too. Even when you were lazy and you didn't want to do it. In this past year, you finally buckled down a little bit. But he said, it's time to buckle down more for I got greater things for you to do. Now you're strong-willed and they don't even know some of the things you did that you think you got away with. Heaven knows it. And God protected you one time too. When you were 16 years old, God protected you. They don't know nothing about it. Nothing. But God does. And you knew he protected you because you cried out to him. And he protected you and got you out of a mess. I hate to tell on you. But that's the way heaven is. So you'll know he's real. Because you've been sitting over here saying, if it's real, he needs to hit me hard. I just did. That's the reason God's doing what he's doing in your life. My brother... I love your heart. I love who you are. You're an authentic man. You love people. You give your life away to people all the time. Now, when you were young, you were a lot like him. You're bound and determined to do it your way, and you did for a long time. But now God's really got a hold of you, and you ain't been the same since. And he puts you with her, and then you two became double trouble. <laughs> God had to deal in the both of your lives. And he's been dealing into both your lives more this year than he's ever dealt. And he said, get ready for what I'm about to do. I'm about to touch your life in a fresh new way. There will be abundance, he told me to tell you this. And he said, the reason there's going to be abundance is because of your heart and because of the way you sought him. And daughter, keep believing him for everything.
He's going to touch your physical body too. There's some things going on in your hips, in the back of your legs. God's going to heal it. Amen. Okay, a few more. I'm getting worn out now. I can't go. I ain't going to 5 o'clock this afternoon, brother. I love you, but I just have to come back. Is that all right? Okay. A few more. I got to wipe my eyes so I can see. Who? What you raising your hand for? Wait a minute. Hang on a minute. Let me get back there. I can't hear. I'm older. I ain't young like him. Say again. Amen. And this is for this. Amen. And they need prayer. Who's that? That's a little girl that is just one year old. Come up here, stand behind him. uh, Her parents are very fine Christian people, and there has been a terrible situation. Okay, that's enough. That's all I need to hear. Been taken care of. Don't worry about that, Lord. He stands in for her right now, and I release your glory. Lord, because he had the boldness and audacity to stand up. So, Lord, I release your glory in him. Let him be a carrier of it. And, Lord, while you're taking care of this little one, I release healing in his body at the same time, Lord. Lord, touch his heart. Touch his stomach. And, Lord, even his organs, Lord, I speak healing into his organs right now. And let him be restored. Thank you for touching this one on his arm. Amen. Because you were bold. That's the reason you got it. You get bold, you get it. Now you little ones, hey red. There's a couple of reds here, ain't they? Who do you belong to? I wouldn't have known that. You belong to her too? You've been crying over here the whole time. Hadn't you? Is that your mama? How old are you? You know why you've been you know why you've been crying? Because Jesus' presence. In our meetings now, a lot of you young people, the presence of the Lord's coming on you. You know why he's doing that? He's marking you for him. You're going to walk with God all the days of your life. And even as I'm speaking to you, you're feeling it well up in you even more. The hand of the Lord shall be upon you, and you shall dream and dream and dream. You shall work with me and walk with me all the days of your life, says the Lord. Because I have you in the midst of my heart, and I shall hold you, and I shall care for you. And even though I know the past two years in your life has been very hard, Jesus told me to tell you, he's always been there with you. And he says, when you're in your bed and you're writing these things down in this little book you have, he told me to tell you, he reads it all. He's looking over your shoulder, and he wants you to know he's going to take care of you because he loves you and he cares for you. Don't you ever worry about things again. Jesus, don't let worry ever touch your mind again. You're too young to worry. Just receive the glory of God and be filled with the Spirit. Now, you little one, you love to talk. You talk about 100 miles an hour all the time. Now, you're feeling what she's feeling right now. And you said over here, you said, I don't know if I want to feel that, but now you're feeling it. And Jesus is touching you, and he's touching your little heart and your little mind. 
And you're going to know who he is. You're going to understand how much he really loves you. Because see, you never understood the love of God, but you're going to understand it now. Because he told me to tell you, he's going to come and hug you too, and you're going to feel the Father's love go inside of you, and you're never going to be the same. And these tears that are happening to you now, they're going to happen all the time. You're going to come to church, and they're going to be playing worship, and you're just going to start crying. And it's because Jesus is here ministering to you. You've done good with your girls. You've really sowed into their lives. You've loved them with the heart of the Father. You've given every part of who you are to them. And the Lord told me to tell you that he's heard your prayers. They've been set apart from him. They have the mark of God upon their heads. And he said, daughter, I've even marked you this day. Because, see, when you were younger, you said, God, I don't want them to walk through the stuff I had to walk through. And you were bound and determined to overprotect them, and you did. But now you're learning to let go a little bit, but you're teaching them the, the valuable things that are so valuable. Listen, right before you had this one, you were a wild child. And when you came out of that and this one was born, you saw her said, God, here's what you said. God, she's yours. I'll do whatever you want me to do, and I'll always take care of them. You have. And you've been through the fire for the past two years. He said, you're coming out of the fire today. You're getting ready to walk into the joy of the Lord, and his strength shall be your portion. Get ready for my presence, says the Lord. It shall encompass all of you at one time. These tears will be normal for you because you're going to sense the presence of Jesus. He's here really strong right now. I don't know if y'all know that. By the way, the Bible says Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so anytime prophecy goes forth, there's a release of his presence in a greater magnitude. You understand? It's a greater magnitude. Now, there's a couple of graduates here. Who were they? Raise a hand. I'm going to whack y'all real good. You graduates need some whacking. Who do you belong to? He was here last night. Huh? Who, 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 who are your parents? They were the ones here last night. No, not the one. Huh? In India, I knew. See, I, I remembered there was a missionary thing. That's the reason I asked that. The Lord told me to tell you to get your heart ready because you're going to follow in your parents' footsteps. It won't be India. It's going to be a different country. God's going to put a burning desire in your heart in the days to come. He said, right now you're under the hand of discipline. You're learning about things in life. He said, son, I've got you here. It won't be a forever season. I'm sorry, Don. Just wanted to let you know that. It won't be a forever season. But the Lord told me to tell you, he has you here for about another year and a half. And then he's going to put a burning desire in your heart. And he said, you'll never want for income. He said, I'm going to put somebody in your life that's going to take care of you most of the days of your life. He said, son, you're going to work for me. You're going to impact nations. Did you hear me? Not nation, but nations. He said, I burned it in your heart. Your parents gave you to the Lord. And they, as it were, had an altar and said, he's yours. And boy, they were worried when you were about 13 or 14. But then God got a hold of you so big that you've never been the same since. So get ready for what he's about to do. For the Lord's doing this thing in your heart. Get ready, get ready, prepare your heart. Seek me with all your heart. Humble yourself before me in prayer. What things I was talking about, humble yourself before me.
and I'm going to give you a road map. And I, the Lord, shall come and even speak to you about this very thing that I'm speaking. And he'll make a declaration to you. The next time I see you, I'll tell you what he said. Amen. Who's the other graduates? Two of them right here. Now you, who you belong to here? Anybody? Them right here? Or them right there? The trouble right here. I can see that already. <laughs> you trouble, bro. But I like you. I, I know you are trouble, but I like you. Now you, where are you going to school at? You're going to be an amazing young lady. God's going to open up so many doors for you. You have no idea. College life is going to be absolutely amazing for you in so many ways because you want your independence. You've wanted it from the time you were 16. You've been so independent. It drove, is this, is this yours? Drove her crazy because of your independence. But she knew she could trust you. And, but still, it drive, she'd be at home pacing the floors when you'd be out 10 minutes past the time. But the Lord just really wanted me to tell you, you're going to be, always be a leader. And he says, we're well, going to do this school thing, and then I'm going to take you to another school thing. And he says, when I get done with you, I'm going to use you, as it were, in the workplace, and I'm going to cause you to be a sign and a wonder. And he said, daughter, you just set your heart aside for me and trust me with all your heart. And if you'll do this, you'll never have to worry about a thing in your life. You always seek me with all your heart. You're one that really devoted yourself to God when you were very young. And you stayed true to it. When some of your friends went sideways, you stayed true. And they made fun of you. Your parents don't even know about it. Because you kept everything hidden in your heart. But you stood your ground. And these people that made fun of you, they're going to be calling you down the road saying, Now I understand. Always be that sign and a wonder to others because the hand of the Lord is surely upon you this day. This your sister. How old are you, little one? Fourteen. You're fourteen going on nineteen already. She's younger than you. But you know, you're a smart cookie. You take after Daddy-O. You just like him. I mean, it's crazy how much y'all are alike. I mean, he almost say the same things out of your mouth all the time. That's crazy. But I like you because I like you because you're authentic. You go out and do what you believe in. You hold nothing back. You're not afraid of anything. And nobody. When boys come up and try to aggravate you, you just soon smack them and look at them. And that's the way you are. You're a real, real straightforward young lady. And the Lord said, I've gifted you in this arena. I've given you this boldness because your life will be a life of boldness. You shall always carry me inside of you, and you'll know who I am, says the Lord. All the days of your life, you'll never turn to the left or the right. By the way, you and your sister will be close all the days of your life. You will be literally that close. You already are. You tell each other everything. It's crazy. They can read each other's minds, too. Now, you, brother, I don't know where your hair went. It must have came in your beard. Huh? Three dollars. Where's the other daughter? Where's the other daughter? Oh, you almost got away, didn't you? I'll come back to y'all in a minute. How old are you? Man, y'all are triple trouble. You know, you're you got such a heart. You're such a you're kind of in between them. You're very gifted. You you run into people. You know everybody. 
Everybody, everybody that you're related with knows you. And where do you go to school at? Everybody knows you there. You know why they know you? Because you live, all you girls live the life. Now, you're a fashion girl, too. You love your fashion. That's just who you are. Drove daddy crazy. His wallet's going empty. Because all you girls love your fashion, but especially you. And the Lord told me to tell you, I'm going to use you to touch people that live in the world realm. Because I have so many people that's never heard about me. And I'm going to use you to touch their lives. Because you've got such compassion and tenderness. I see you in school. When some of the outcasts get pushed down, you run over there and take care of them. And God said, I've made you that way. I've made you special. So you guys get ready. As a matter of fact, all three of y'all be connected all the days of your life. I mean, y'all be so close. It's going to be cool. Parents dream of stuff like this. Y'all have no idea. Now, Mama, you one tough cookie. You've been tough since you were little bitty. You've walked through so much stuff. You're just like some of these others. You walked through so much stuff. You said, I ain't my girls. ain't going to do this. I'm going to watch over them. And you've, had a, you've been a hawk. You've watched over them. Nobody touched them the wrong way if you were around. Because you would lay hands on them suddenly. That's just you. God's gifted you. And listen, they've learned a lot from you. You've modeled a godly wife. You've modeled a godly woman. You've done it all the days of your life. You've walked with me, says the Lord. Now that my blessings are about to come upon your life in a fresh new way. He said, you've done so much work for me raising these young people. Because these young people, let me tell you about how things happen. These young people will touch about a 1,000 people. Out of that 1,000 people that get touched, there's another 50 out of that 50, another 1,000 be touched. They're going to touch between 100 and 200,000 people in their life. Did you hear me? And it's because of your heart. And you've modeled the right things. You lived it. That's the reason they're walking the way they're walking. My hand's going to be upon you. Get ready for what I'm about to do. You're going to run after me. And I'm going to touch you. And don't you worry about losing one. I'm going to start giving you other daughters. You already have them running around your house anyway. Now you, brother, my hand has been upon your life since you were a very young man. I've watched over you since you were very, very young. When you were running wild as a buck from the time you were 15 to about 20. And I mean, you ran wild, dude. And God had to reel you in. He had to jerk you in, not once, not twice, but three different times. And the last time it stuck, and you've been walking with him. And part of it, all these ladies calmed you down a little bit. Because you found out that, hey, i got to straighten up some stuff, and you did. And you've been walking with God ever since. And I don't know what kind of business you're in, but God told me to tell you, the blessings are about to overtake you. There's something you've had your hands to off and on for the past ten years. Lord told me to tell you, put your hands back on it. It's going to be blessed this time. There's going to be a multiplicity. No longer shall there be a dividing of your income, but there's going to be a multiplicity of income. He's multiplying everything you put in your hands on. There's another big deal that you're working on. I don't even, again, I don't know what you're doing, but the Lord told me to tell you it's coming to pass. It's going to be a big payday. So take them all on vacation. I don't know if you play golf. Do you? You should. It's good for you. I do it because it's good for me. I need it because I got to get this brain working. And the hand of the Lord's upon you. Get ready for what he's about to do. This should be a brand new season for you two, too. Okay, and I'm touching your family. You belong to these two? 
That's the reason you're getting it, brother, because you belong to her. You've been asking for it all morning long. I heard you talking to daddy up there. He said, God, I need something from heaven today. I got to hear. That's the reason I moved up to the second row. So he heard you. You could have been sitting back there and he'd have pointed you out. Little one, you one strong-willed cookie. You just like pops over here. You've got his boldness and you got his courage. The Lord told me to tell you, this season that you're about to go in in life, there shall be great abundance that shall come upon you. For I, the Lord, am going to equip you and train you for the days to come. And you too, you better get your passport ready. There'll be times that you'll be out of this country. God said, I'm going to open the doors. I'm going to make you a sign and a wonder. He said, I'm going to put ministry in your heart in the days to come. And you're going to go here and you're going to go there. And your heart's going to be broken from our world. Daughter, you love children already. And the Lord says, I'm going to put children all around you all the days of your life. And you shall touch them and many shall come into my heaven because of you. Get ready for what I'm about to do for this shall be a brand new season for you. And you're feeling God for the first time ever in your life, ever. And it's freaking you out because you said, I did, I'm not going to cry like the rest of them. But you are. And you're not going to be able to quit from this day forward because the hand of the Lord shall be upon you. And mama, you and you two are one strong-willed couple. Both of you are. It's like putting two pit bulls in a cage at times when y'all were younger. But God softened to both of you. And both of you were strong because, lady, you went through a lot of stuff in your life. And the Lord's had to heal you the past six years. And he's been healing you piece by piece by piece. I'm talking not just physically but emotionally too. A lot of your stuff is tied to your emotions. And he told me to tell you, he's going to heal that part of you. And it's going to take care of the physical stuff too. All this stuff that's been in your body off and on for the past three years is healed. As I'm speaking right now because the Lord of heaven's getting ready to move in your life. Now, dude, you one strong-willed son of a gun, but I like you. I like you because, brother, you put your hand to the plow on something. You don't quit. You work hard as can be, and those tears coming out of your eyes is very unusual because when you were young, you never cried a tear. You've had all those tears in your heart. And when you came here today, you've been weeping since I've been here today. And it hasn't been because of me. It's been because of the presence of Jesus. It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with him. And he said, son, I've got plans for you, and I'm not going to let you go. You've got a boldness inside of you, brother. You've got to start getting in the word more and stay in the word. It's time for you to get with it. That's the reason things have fallen apart around your life. But the Lord said, you get in my word, I'm going to rebuild everything. It's going to be twice as good. Matter of fact, you've lost more than most of us have ever earned. You have. And he said, son, I'm going to give you back everything. But this time you're going to be able to hold on to it because you're walking with me. Get ready for what I'm about to do. People have no idea about you. They have zero idea about you. But heaven knows it. I've watched it. I saw, I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars go through your hand. Just went, boof, just like that. And you went and did it again. And this last time you said, God, I don't want to do it unless I do it the right way. He said, son, because you put your heart there. These next three years, you're going to have more than you've ever even dreamed of. He said, it's not about you building bigger and better things. It's about you advancing my kingdom. So get ready. You're about to be a giver in the kingdom. And he said, son, because you're a giver in the kingdom, I'm going to let you see other parts of the world. Amen. That's all the, that's all the what you call it, graduates.
Okay, I'm winding down. Okay, I knew I had to get them, but I went. I'm going down under now. You know where that's at? It ain't Australia. Okay, you know where it's at? My body's wearing out, and when I start wearing out, guess what happens? You get to hear Jim's words. You don't get to hear Heaven's words. How many of you like Heaven's words? So if I don't get you this time, you still got to love me. Okay, and I'll come back again. And I'll whack you real good. Okay? He'll have me back one day. Now, you, brother, I don't know you, but you got a heart for God. He told me to tell you, get your bags packed. He said, quit lollygagging, get your bags packed, get ready. I mean, literally, get one packed. Have your passport ready, get your heart ready, because I'm getting ready to shoot you out to this place and to this place. I'm going to equip you. I'm going to train you. I'm going to cause you to run for me. And see, when you were younger, you would never thought you'd be where you're at today. You know so much things about me, says the Lord. You've known about me since you were a little boy. You grew up in a family that knew all about it. But boy, you ran and you rebelled and you did it your way. About six years ago, God jerked you up by the back of your neck and dragged you all the way in, and you've been drug in ever since. Every time you try to go this way or this way, God drags you right back in the middle. But he said, get your bags packed. You're getting ready to go on a journey with me. He said, son, you're never going to be the same. I'm going to carry you to a brand new place in me. You saw all these people crying in here today. He said, that ain't going to happen to me. It just did. He told me to tell you, he's going to put a fire inside your belly and inside your mind. And this Hebrew roots thing that I was teaching, God's giving you a hunger for it. He's going to build on it. And son, you're going to teach my people in the days to come. But it won't be in this country. It'll be in other places. So quit trying to make a platform for yourself and let me make the platform. When I make the platform, nobody can tear it down. So get ready. Now you two, I'm done after this. But I still got energy. <laughs> let me tell you something. Because you two chose to hear the word of the Lord and obey the word of the Lord. Now, says the Lord, I'm about to explode things. Get ready for what I'm about to do. It's going to be different than you think. Quit worrying about this and that and just walk with me and trust me and watch what I'm going to do. The Lord said, I'm about to give you abundance way beyond what you could think or ask. I'm not just talking about finances. Although when you have the presence of the Lord, the finances comes with it. That's just the way it is. When his glory comes, he gives you everything that goes along with it. Now, he told me to tell you to quit all your worrying about everything. He said, because, daughter, I've equipped you, I've trained you, I've given you a heart, and I know this has been a hard seven months for you. It's been the hardest seven months you've ever spent, but I'm about to release my glory inside of you and upon you, and, daughter, I'm going to use you in the days to come to touch a whole group of people. He said, I literally, I've made you a mama. And he said, that's the reason you fret, but he said, I don't want you to fret no more. I just want you to grab hold of them and hug them and pluck them out of darkness, as it were. He said, I'm going to use you that way. And in the years ahead, I see you standing before women speaking out of your heart everything that you've walked through. These people have no idea the things that you've walked through. And you've walked through a tremendous amount, and you're still standing. And he told me to tell you, he's heard the prayers of your children. And because of this, your children, your children's children, and your children's children's children will never depart from the Lord. They will serve the Lord all the days of their life. He told me to give you that as a promise so you would quit all this and believe him. Did you hear me? So anytime you see when I'm going a little sideways, you say, God, remember the promise. 
By the way, the financial thing is going to come together fairly quick. That other piece of property is going to sell in about six to eight weeks. And when it sells, you're going to have abundance. You're going to get favor, and you're going to get a special deal on it. And the lady's actually going to give you a little bit more discount. He told me to tell you that so you could believe for it. And you've been asking for X number of dollars. He's going to give you more discount because she sees what God's doing. And I'm going to tell you something else she's going to do. Once you get it all done, she's going to sow into your ministry. And you guys are going to pray for her, and her family's going to get healed, and they're going to know the Lord, and she'll enter in, even into the heavenly realms. Now, brother, you get rid of your bags packed because there'll be times you're going to go to Mexico, but quit worrying about just Mexico. I see you in Thailand. I see you in so many other countries that you have no idea. He said you need to raise up strong leadership. Because you're not going to be here as much. You cannot carry the whole thing. You finally figured that out this year. Just this year you figured that out. And the Lord told me to tell you, the reason I'm sending you strong men and women alongside of you is so that they can carry this thing when you have to go to this place and go to this place. And you might as well quit saying, you go, I'll see you. You get your bags back too. Because you're going to go from time to time and you're going to influence the groups of people. Both of you will do this some together and then sometime you'll go two different ways. It's just the way God's working right now. He's trying to get everything and squeeze everything out of us, okay? If you'll believe him, if you'll believe him, in five years this will be paid for. Five years. It'll be paid for if you'll believe. Matter of fact, there's an offering going to come. And I'm not sure when, but an offer is going to come, and it's going to be in six figures. Okay? And I know you know how to receive, and it's going to come, and it's going to be a suddenly, and you're going to go, oh, my God. God, you really do love me. Now, he's giving you some revelation and some understanding. But he said, son, I want you on your face before me because I'm wanting to speak some clearer things to you in the days to come. You've been asking for more. You've been wanting understanding about certain areas and certain things, not just to do with the ministry, but overall. And the Lord told me to tell you, you've got to humble your face and be on your face before me, crying out to me, asking me questions, because then you'll get answers. He says, son, I want you to spend time in prayer and fasting. It's time. It's the season that you're in right now. And if you humble yourself and do this, there's going to be more than enough. Get ready for what I'm about to do for you too because I've called you to this city and this place. That's the reason the enemy tried to take y'all out. Not once, but twice. And he literally tried to take you out, both of you. You told me about one last night, but there was another time it happened too. And it ain't going to ever happen again. As a matter of fact, the ones that took you out are already out. So you trust God and see what he's getting ready to do. You trust him with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. By the way, some of these mission things are going to be paid for. You ain't going to have to worry about it. Did you hear me? Yes. There won't be no budget because God says, here's the money. Run. Now, the reason he wants you on your face is he wants to send you. He doesn't want you just to go. Let me explain that. When he sends you, you have all the resource, all the angelic. When you go, you're on your own. So you really need to be on your face before me. It's going to, some of these meetings are going to come. You're going to feel good about it, but it's not God. 
You don't have to discern it. And that's the reason you need to humble yourself and be on your face. You're in a brand new season. Okay, y'all are get ready, get ready, get ready. It's going to be an amazing time. So I speak blessings. Now over the church. Father, I just release your glory in a special way. I thank you for what you're doing in this house. Lord, as you're moving this place to be a center point, as it were, in the city, to be an effect not only to the church life of people, but even to the civil government, says the Lord. Some of you will be raised up in leadership in the civil government because I've called many of you to do that, to bring change within this city. If I'm about to pour out my spirit, people are driving to Charlotte because they're expecting an outpouring. But the Lord says, I'm not going to be doing the outpourings in places like Charlotte. People wanted thought the outpouring was be in Jerusalem, but it came in Nazareth. Who ever heard of Nazareth? Who's ever heard of Salisbury? The Lord says that I'm about to pour out my spirit in abundance and there shall be a rain. It shall come in the size of a fist, even like Elijah saw. This will not be an, a, 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 a rain of judgment, but it will be a rain of glory. And right now, I saw it actually over in this corner. I saw, as it were, a little cloud. And I saw sprinkles coming down. And the Lord told me to tell you, y'all better get ready. This place is about to fill up. What he talked about in Ezekiel, it was ankle deep. That's what it's been here for a long time. But the Lord told me to tell you, this morning it came to here. Within the next two weeks, it shall be here. And within the next year, you'll be swimming in it. The glory of God's about to move upon the earth, and he's going to touch your life. Some of you here today that didn't receive a word from me, God's going to give you a vision. He wants to speak to you, and he can speak to you clearly and concisely. Listen, you don't need me. You need him. I'm just a servant, just like you are. Now, if I didn't get you, I love you. I'll see you next time. And I'll even ask who I didn't get. Okay? Fair enough? Okay, all I got to say to you is peace out. You've been listening to Destiny City Church, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. For more information, visit us online at destinycity.org.